Hi, Tom. Thanks for coming back for another Roundup Bond episode. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Yeah, trying to fill the, the Bond void in my life yeah. as much as possible. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, good. Yourself? Good. Yeah, same here, really. Sad times that it's gone through 24 films in the whole of lockdown <laughs> yeah. of a whole franchise. Now we're just eagerly waiting for the new the new release. Only next month, end of next month, so a month and yeah. a half or so. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do like a review episode, hopefully, uh, once once that comes out as well. But today we're going to do kind of a, a roundup episode, kind of a retrospective of the whole Bond franchise, kind of looking at some different categories and our best and worst on various different things. Um, so I thought we'd get, do another episode now to kind of, as we're relatively fresh, seeing all 24, where we stand on the various different categories. So I'm just going to jump into it um so i've got we've i've messaged you what sort of categories ahead of this to kind of think about and and cover off so i'm going to go in sort sort of a random order and then perhaps we'll we'll end with our top 10 bond films right at the end so jumping into the first category then i've got uh best gadget so i'll quickly go on mine first so i've kind of I've kind of cheated already on the first one because <laughs> okay. um, I've kind of got my two areas of gadget. There's the the serious, like that would make sense in a real life scenario gadget. And then the ridiculous over the top James Bond gadget as well. So my first, well, I mean, I suppose this is slightly over the top, but my first um, uh, one was uh, Nelly. I really liked yeah. Nelly yeah as a gadget i remember loving it as a kid there's that kind of comedic bit where like it cuts like the they show slowly see nelly get built over these cuts and it just slowly gets you know this one man helicopter like gyrocopter i think it's called um which i always thought was great and i wish would make some sort of return in the franchise at some point but never does um but yeah i, I always loved um nelly as a as a kind of tongue-in-cheek gadget as well but the the silly gadget i've put is the crocodile suit from octopussy because it's just doesn't really hold any purpose um and it's clearly and obviously not a real crocodile so i've put that down as my kind of ridiculous one i wouldn't say it's bad it's just it's very fun especially that film is very fun in itself so yeah um, I'll put that as my silly one. So, uh, yeah, what about yourself for best gadget? Um, so, I, okay, so maybe I don't know if it's a gadget, but it's it's the ejector seat in the DB5 in Goldfinger. I would say yeah. so, yeah. It's just so iconic, that red button on the gear stick. If you If you ever have a gear stick that's got a red button on it, Everybody knows that is a James Bond ejector seat, don't they? It's just, it's yeah. just so classic, and I, yeah, and I, I love it. I love the, I love that whole scene as well in Goldfinger. It's brilliant the way it's used and stuff. It's just, it's so iconic. That I, I love it. Um, but okay, okay, to add another one in there of um, maybe, maybe one of the stupidest or or a standout gadget is, um, I think it's. Um, I think it's a view to a kill, but it's around that era anyway, where he's got these um, X-ray glasses that are just the most ridiculous. 
ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. But they don't even help. But they're so obviously something's going on. Like <laughs> Yeah, so, it is it is for you to a kill. It's like yeah. when he's trying to peek through a window and he's got yeah, these like yeah. like superly big glasses on his face yeah. and he's he hasn't worn them the whole time and then just decides to put them on this one moment yeah yeah like binoculars would have been um less conspicuous than than those like milk <laughs> bottles on his on his eyes but yeah thought i'd uh thought i'd mention that as well i forgot that one <laughs> that is a great shout to be fair. that's a fair one um so the next category is kind of a big category actually um is bond theme so i've kind of so I've the first episode we did on the podcast was our top five Bond themes, and m- mine hasn't changed. It's still Goldfinger for me. Um, but I kind of, again, I've kind of got to in the sense of I've got my serious like operatic orchestral Bond theme in Goldfinger, but I also love the pop side of Bond with License to Kill as well. Yeah. So they kind of level peg in for me. And again, it's cheating, but. Um, we've said uh, throughout the whole uh, series of episodes we've done there are those two sort of elements of the bond theme so i thought i'd represent both there um as my kind of joint number ones really but what about yourself what have you got down as your favorite bond theme it's it's goldfinger as well yeah um it's just such a it's such a classic um that yeah it's it's hard to beat isn't it but of you know close close up there um yeah they're just they're so many so good aren't they yeah <laughs> um diamonds are forever so much mm. better than the film that that theme um i think golden eye is a brilliant theme as well love yep. it um and i know you're not um you're not a big fan of the more sort of um poppy songs that are um that become themes but live and let die is just such a great song i love mm. i love that song i think it's brilliant so yeah a few but yeah it's gotta be yeah goldfinger again first two categories and goldfinger takes it oh mate it's <laughs> gonna be i think we're gonna see it quite a few times to be fair um but yeah let's see how we get on um so on the flip side of that then worst bond theme what have you got down for that Die another day. Oh yeah, fair point. I hate, I hate it. I just hate the. It makes me angry thinking of the the noise of it. It's just. It's not a song. It's not a theme. It's just a fucking noise, isn't it? Like, shut up. <laughs> I I didn't mind. There are worse ones for me. Oh. Um. So it's not my worst for a start. Mine's Octopussy. I mean, it's just. I've said it a few times on the podcast that it's just a, yeah. it's an eighties uh, porn music background. I sound. think it's all right. <laughs> Fuck off! It's so bad. Um, and then probably right next to it, or not far behind it, is um, another way to die. The Jack White and Alicia Keys one. Oh, I can't stand that. Should never have been done. There's nowhere should be nowhere near a Bond uh, film. Um, but yeah, those, those were the two stinkers for me at least um so on to the next category now i'm looking forward to this one because we've mentioned a lot of these throughout the the episodes but it's um james bond best one liner yeah um 
I'll throw it to you first. So what have you got down? I have an idea what it might be, but I so we'll see. But what have you got down as your favourite Bond one-liner? Uh, there's there are so many, aren't there? And you know, I'd, I'd love I'd love a book of Bond one-liners oh, just to great. just to flip through. So how brilliant toilet reading would that be? <laughs> um, but one one that I I noted down kind of as a, I've got a kind of Bond top trumps going of, of kind of notable things as we've been going through. Um, and the one I noted down at the time that I haven't, I haven't replaced, haven't updated was from Thunderball um, where Bond uses Fiona just because this just made me laugh so much. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't quite know why, but I, I had to pause it because I was just crying. Um, Bond uses Fiona as a as a human shield and they're in the middle of a like a party and he just sits her down and he says to this old couple do you mind if my friend sits this one out she's just dead <laughs> and that's just like what <laughs> just yeah it just properly got me because it's just so fucking random it's just it's just classic and you can tell Connery, Connery. Connery's like proper smirking during that scene. It's like he's well chuffed with delivering that line. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such a good one. I've I've kind of gone into the the humorous side of the one liners as well. I mean, they're yeah. all quite funny or very tongue in cheek. Um, so I, again, I've put two down because I so I that's not the one I thought you were going to put. I thought you were going to put the live and let die one which is when he's just killed the snake with the um, uh, cigar and the uh, deodorant can or yeah. whatever it is. And then the girl walks in and starts screaming. He goes, oh, yeah, you should never go in there without a mongoose. <laughs> like, sorry. Again, like, just who wrote that? But it is absolutely hilarious. I, again, laughed at that quite a lot. But that wasn't the one I was going to pick. Um, the one I picked over that, which I thought was more random and kind of, it doesn't really fit the scene, but it's quite funny. It's in uh, a Majest- on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's when they're skiing down um, and you've got all the henchmen chasing Bond and, um, oh, I can't remember her name. The Bond girl in that, um, Diana Riggs' character. Yeah. And uh, they jump over this kind of uh, ditch in the snow and there's like a, a snow plow that's churning up some of the snow um bond and dynarig fly over the gap no problems one of the um henchmen gets caught on the edge and falls in this falls in and there's blood and like limbs going everywhere and then cut to bond and he goes he had lots of guts (laughs) (laughs) it's like what (laughs) it doesn't quite work but of all the films we've done, that's the one that stuck with me because I didn't really remember it coming into it. There are some that are just like classics, but that one was kind of just dumb. Yeah, but I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, that is. Yes, that's a very, that's a very memorable um, henchman death as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's more like a, a horror film to a degree because it's quite brutal for a Bond film, certainly of that generation. Um, just like falling in getting churned up and then blood just spraying all over the snow it's just quite out of place i thought for the film but hey i thought it was fine um 
so the next category, we're getting through these pretty quick, to be fair, but the next category I've got, which will probably be a tough one, I think, is around henchmen. So we'll go with um, best henchmen first. So I might start with this one. So I juggled this a lot. Um, it's very, I thought it'd be quite easy and obvious to say Jaws, because he's probably one of, if not the most iconic one, um, in the franchise but i think after watching moonraker where he turns into a bit of a comedic idiot um yeah it's kind of outweighs his performance um in the first one which kills performance in um spy who loved me so it's not there it's not him so what i've gone for is uh, from diamonds are forever mr wint and mr kid <laughs> <laughs> okay that's men yeah, yeah, as the hedge men. So again, breaking the breaking the rules. But I think they're I think they're great. I don't think we've really had a double act henchman, henchmen or henchmen and women um in the franchise. I thought they were quite a good double act. They're kind of ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong, that film is camp as hell just in overall. And yeah. I think they they make a great sort of quirky, obscure henchman couple that kind of just don't really have any remorse. They're going around just killing old ladies and, uh, you know, just, you know, was they, they um, I think it's because of their, them that they put Bond in the coffin as it's going to get burned. Like, they're quite sadistic in what they're doing. And also how they get killed off is, is absolutely ridiculous and over the top as well. <laughs> One of them getting set on fire from like a kebab and some like alcohol getting <laughs> yeah. thrown on him. And then the other one getting like a bomb between in a cake put in between his legs and flipped off a boat. I mean, yeah, the somersaults off a boat with a bomb in it. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're great. And the fact they also have their own little theme tune, like when they come on screen, yeah. they had this like really subtle, like um, mysterious theme tune. I think they're great. I I I looked online beforehand to kind of remember the list of people uh, a henchman that there were and it came out the bottom of a lot of lists but um i'm gonna put it as my top one i think they were great well, I think they're, um, yeah they're, they're very different those two as characters yeah um nothing like anything you've seen in in bond and yeah they're they're really terrifying aren't they and just they're yeah they are they're horror film characters they're yeah. not bond film characters which yeah i'd agree yeah yeah, it's cool. Um, okay, so mine is Knickknack. Yes, good shout. <laughs> Man with a golden gun. Because he's just he's just brilliant. He just absolutely makes that film. Um, yeah, love him. He's he's just this this cheeky, cheeky little evil bastard, isn't he? And I love the the fight scene at the end where he's like hiding under sofas and stuff. And then Bond puts him in the suitcase. And he's just, he's just great. I, lo I love it. And I love how he like orchestrates the kind of um, haunted house, all that, that scene and stuff. And yeah, brilliant. That is, that is a great shout. I did forget about Nick Nag to be fair, but he's definitely up there. I love the way as well. Like he's like taunting uh, Scaramanga. Yeah. Cause he's like changing things from where the gun is on this, like, uh, horror maze that he set up for all these people trying to take him down. I just think he's just like an absolute wind-up merchant in that film. He's uh, he is brilliant. Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Um, 
so flip side of that then worst henchman who have you got down and why so um in- interesting because you just mentioned him but jaws oh really okay yeah. i remember you weren't as big a fan so okay fair play um and, and interesting i preferred him in in thunderball moonraker you mean moonraker sorry yeah yeah <laughs> in moonraker yeah he wasn't in thunderball I preferred him in Thunderbolt because he wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, just oh, just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. Slow, just just wouldn't just wouldn't be a henchman. Mm. Just just how how would that how would he actually kill anyone? He's too slow. It doesn't work. He's too big. Just stop. Just stop. Don't like him. Doesn't he's not, he's not that. He's just iconic, isn't it? With the having the metal teeth and the biting and the you know indestructible. He, he eats a shark for fuck's sake in Spy Who Loved Me. That's amazing. Yeah, but in, but all, all throughout Spy Who Loved Me, it's it just nobody screams when when he bites them. <laughs> there's no blood. There's no yeah. There's no effort to get away. It's just like they see Jaws and they're stunned. And then he nibbles their neck and they die. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. It's just dumb. <laughs> I but, do remember but, you saying that yeah. actually, that there, there is a few scenes. There's a bit, I think there's a guy who gets a telephone call and he, Jaws meets him there and yeah, there's no blood. And he just, they just, they just get, st- I think they film it really poorly, don't they? Because you don't actually obviously see the bite happen, but. Yeah. It just cuts to him slowly zooming on his metal teeth, and then next minute he's on the floor. Yeah, and they're just pulling this um, this weird sort of almost screamy face with no noise, <laughs> stunned as as they let him eat them. Yeah, no, I've always I've always hated Jaws, and I still do. <laughs> Fair play, all right. Unwavering in your hate for Jaws, I like I, I respect that. <laughs> Um, my (laughs) my worst henchman is one that is just forgettable Um, it's Stamper from Tomorrow Never Dies Um, I kind of forgot as we were going through these films that he's in the film and I think best henchman like him or not like you're saying with Jaws you need to be memorable for even just for a bad reason you need to remember Stamper is so forgettable so doesn't really have an like a visual um you know iconic look or anything like that i didn't notice until this time around actually that he has different colored eyes but that is not big enough and over the top enough for a bond film to be qualifying as a a unique henchman so it's just yeah really dull um and i hated the fact i think we said this on the episode that he gets killed off our i I know, actually, think about it now. I remember saying that he gets killed off after the villain, which I normally hate, but then so did uh, Mr. Winter, Mr. Kid. But I think they were actually better than Blofeld in that film because Blofeld was a bit ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, Stamper. A bit forgettable, really. So, yeah, went for that one. Yeah, I would... Um, yeah, I, I just I just hate the character of, of Jaws, but... But he's very memorable. Mm. It's a big, it's a big part of the franchise, and actually, I, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you there that as as henchmen who 
because you there's some there's some henchmen throughout which are not particularly massive parts and a bit forgettable yeah but he's actually got a pretty big role in that film mm-hmm. he's in he's in a lot of scenes he's very much part of everything that's going on he's always there but just doesn't do anything just no. just tedious and it's just a just a shit character so yeah. yeah i definitely agree with that and it's weird i remember talking on this episode there's that doctor character i can't remember his full name but the doctor character that that yeah. kills terry hatcher is yeah. so so much more memorable i know i can't remember his name but he's funny he's you know he's you know has this whole torture background so they should have just ran with him as a character and embellished that character rather than have another character called stamper that does absolutely adds absolutely nothing to it so so yeah that's what i've picked for that one um next one then uh, i think it's going to be a quite a quick one and something we hopefully might agree on but is the best car so i'll throw it to you but i'm hoping yeah. it's going to be the same one but yeah favorite car um it's got it's got to be the db5 oh yes and and actually i can't even I can't even pick when when that DB5 is the best because the end of Spectre and the driving of that and it's the Skyfall scenes is just amazing. But yeah, the entrance in Goldfinger and just that is just so yeah. yeah, Connery driving a DB5 is just bond, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It is always going to be DB5. It, any iteration of Aston Martin, really, if I was going to be that. That guy um, is always good, but DB5 is, is it's Bond's car. Um, it's so iconic. Like you said, probably the best use of it is when it is introduced in Goldfinger, um, the ejector seat, and using all of those different gadgets it comes with that they get mentioned by Q earlier on in the film. Um, I suppose, yeah, it gets, I didn't realize until uh, watching them all again how often it actually gets used so obviously it gets like you said skyfall specter but it's in um thunderball at the start as well where it fires the water on the the henchmen that run after him um i think it's used later on as well where there's a they get chased by a uh a, i think it's a bike it might be in thunderball as well actually there's a bike chasing them with rockets and he's just driving it um so and also it obviously looks like it from the trailer or the brief trailer i've seen of the new film it's it makes a return again so yeah it was always going to be db5 i think the lotus from spy who loved me is probably a close second as the next iconic bond vehicle the fact it goes yeah. underwater and stuff um but yeah nothing was going to touch db5 okay next about, um, oh go on so what about car chase then oh okay well you go first as i think then you put me on. I didn't write this down as a topic, but yeah, okay. Put you on spot. Have a, have a think. But they, so I've got. <clears throat> um, there's a couple for me. The Ford Mustang police chase in Diamonds Are Forever, yeah. I think is is so good. It's it's definitely it's definitely one of the standout proper car chases um, mm. for me. Definitely, and. Also in Octopussy, that there's a quick scene where he's driving an Alfa Romeo, which isn't which isn't a car that's really um, that's not really talked about in the film. It doesn't make much of the film. I think he steals mm. it a woman who's using a phone box or something, doesn't he? Um, that's it. But it's such a it's just such a cool bit of driving that, that I just um, 
yeah i just love it i think it's i think it's brilliant but yeah that um that diamonds are forever scene is great where it's, it's just so um almost blues brothersy with the mm. that scene yeah no I, that's a good shout uh, it's, i think yeah octopus is when he's rushing to get to the bomb right um, yeah, he's just absolutely flooring it, yeah, <laughs> giving yeah. it the beans, just trying to get there on time. But yeah, that's a good shout. Um, so having a quick think on the spot, there were two that come to mind, and one of them actually is a film I hate. But Quantum of Solace at the start is very brief, but is probably we didn't really get one in Casino Royale, yeah, uh, a car chase, but it was quite a quick kind of modern brutal car chase that isn't very long, but kind of ends quite cool with him finally getting his gun and shooting the guy in the car. Um, but the one I'm going to go for, and I think this is feeds into um, a category, which we've removed now, but I'm, I'm going to throw in as well, which is includes my favorite stunt in a Bond film, which is the one from man with the golden gun. Yeah. Where he, breaks into the uh where he steals the car from the showroom and it's got the uh american cop uh, in the back from live let die so he's got the comedy there and then you've got that scene i mean the whole thing is kind of ridiculous Britt eckland is in the boot of the scaramanga's car which is this old granddad car um which eventually turns into a plane um and bond's chasing them in i mean what it's just an old it's an old uh, it's a, I can't remember what type of car it is, to be fair. But all I remember is that uh, is a, it's some American, of... like not not even really a muscle car, is it? But just no. some, some American car. But yeah, that's, that's um, it's JW, isn't it? That's yeah. the JW Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just absolutely ridiculous. But then he's got that great stunt where he's Scaramanga's kind of smugly on the other side of this river, uh, and Bond just sees this like broken down bridge that looks like a more of a a corkscrew ramp and then does that stunt and they've done that stunt in in real life which i think is incredible they you know i think it was maybe in one take um but i just always loved that stunt even as a kid even though it's got that whole cartoon noise of going (laughs) straight down again which is ridiculous but i i kind of like that um it just ends a bit crap when oh, I've chased you and now I'm going to bolt on some wings onto this ridiculous car as I fly away. It's, I mean, it is just ridiculous. But yeah, I think on the spot, I, there's probably another one I can't think of, but I always remember that one at least. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, stunt stunt for me. I love the um, the whole airport scene in Casino Royale. I love yeah. that that chase and it's kind of... It's, it's maybe more than one stunt, but it's um, that kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, long stunt where he's like hanging off the back of that, um, that fuel truck, isn't it, around the airport. I think that's, that, that does stand out for me as being, yeah, very, very good. Loved, I loved that scene, yeah. especially in that film. It was a very sort of change of pace. It was quite different from the rest of the film, which I thought was like a great little addition. Yeah, it's quite a long set piece as well, isn't it? Um, So yeah, that is that's a good, actually, a stunt as well. The start that whole chase with the parkour versus Bond slamming through walls is quite a good. Yeah, I guess not so much a stunt, but more of a set piece as well, action set piece. But yeah, that's a good shout. Um, Okay, so kind of the next big category is the Bond girls. So I'm going to start with the worst Bond girls first. Yeah. And then the best one girl. So I'll go first with what I think was, 
yeah, easily the worst and possibly the most irritating, which is Stacey Sutton from View to a Kill. Same, same. <laughs> Just um, the screaming and yeah. the bad acting and yeah. not even a like- likeable character, just kind no. of a gold-digging <laughs> bitch, I guess. Well, yeah, she is yeah. stunning, I'll give her that. Tanya Roberts, <laughs> RIP, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were terrible in View to a Kill. Apologies. Um, yeah. So same for you. Same. Same for me. Yeah. It's got. It's got to be just. There are some forgettable Bond girls, but she yeah. is memorable for all the wrong reasons. Just being shite. And oh yeah, there's so many bits of that film where I just hate her in it. Um, yeah, the fire truck scene, <sighs> lift, just in everything. Just. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just appalling. It's her (laughs) screaming in the lift while it's on fire. Like the scream is so irritating and just (laughs) ear scraping. It's so bad. Um, Yeah, you almost want Bond just to yeah, she's just Bond to just go. Nah, you're right, and just (laughs) and just kick it or something. (laughs) Just shut the the lift doors. Just nah, you're on your own. Sorry. Shut up. Um, So. Worst out of the way then, best yeah. Bond girl. Who have you got down and why? So many. I know. <clears throat> so many. Um, I've cheated on mine, so you by all means have more than one. <laughs> okay, of course you have. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I kind of, um, yeah, very, very Bondy. I started to start to think of the best looking Bond girl as well. But um, yeah, I've got all... that as a separate category, so feel yeah. free to do that okay. as well. Tilly Masterson just stays with me. She's just so fucking hot. Nice. Brilliant. Love her. Yeah. 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 From uh, from Goldfinger. One of the, yeah, one of the sisters. Yeah, just so fit. Um, (laughs) Anyway, sleeve out of the way. I'm going to say Onatov from Goldeneye. Oh, nice. For, I, I just think she is fucking brilliant. Just a brilliant, brilliant character. And actually, she's she's top of my list as well because, because I never really liked her because I never really got that character as as a younger person. I never, I just didn't, I just didn't like her. Probably scared of her. Um, I think I said that in the episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just. She's just fucking fantastic. Just really makes the film. I think such a such a much bigger character than I ever really gave gave her credit for mm. in, in the past. And watching it, just every scene she's in, just she's just great. Love it, love it. Yeah, that is a good shout. She is she is great and vastly better than the actual main Bond girl in Goldeneye as well. I think from even from an acting perspective, she just. I think, again, we said this, we might have agreed on the same episode of Goldeneye, is that she's just, any time they're shared screen presence, she just takes over. Yeah. Um, she's easily the better of the two. Um, but, yeah, nice. On the top's a good one. And also probably up there is one of the better henchmen as well. I would put her in that I, category as well. Oh, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was tempted to mention her during during our henchman discussion, but, um, yeah, I wanted to hold that back. <laughs> but nice. definitely, yeah, she's, yeah, she is. Definitely top five henchmen, if not top three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, I 
I have cheated on mine because I, I couldn't tear myself away from a few. So I've got my sexy Bond girl category. Yeah. Okay. Which um, for me, it was Domino from Thunderball. Oh, um, yeah. I put that in quite <laughs> early and I hadn't really taken that name down as we were doing these notes in parallel. Yeah. But yeah, she is fantastic. Um, not a great character, maybe, and kind of a bit forgettable. She's kind of the damsel in distress. Um, Bond girl, which I'm generally not a fan of. Yeah. Um, which leads me on to my main Bond girl one, which I'll say in a second. But yeah, not a great character, but she is absolutely stunning. Um, so Bond girls for me, like I just said, I prefer the sort of independent, the strong independent woman. <laughs> um, the what the ones that kind of challenge Bond and give as good as they get, I think is, yeah. they're always the ones that stand out. So I've kind of gone well. I have gone with two but more from a generational perspective. So the iconic Pussy Galore from Goldfinger, because she was up until that point, I know it was only the third film in, but she probably laid the groundwork for showing actresses or, yeah, yeah, actresses in future Bond films to say not every Bond girl falls with him, falls for him straight away. And she gives as good as she gets. So that's that scene where they fight in the barn which always stands out to me where she just um, kind of does him over at the end. And she bonds quite leery in that bit. He kind of forces himself on her, um, but always a quite a memorable character and doesn't really fall for his charms straight away, which I always yeah. remember. And then a the more modern one, kind of a similar version of that is Vespa Lind from Casino Royale. Um, Eva Green. Um, I think she's great. Really probably the most in-depth detailed bond girl character i would say um that for me whilst watching it was the one that sort of cared for the most maybe or a certainly attachment to bond um and i think she's quite a good character she's got some great one-liners that scene on the train where they're kind of trying to suss each other out and and i think vespa uh, treads on a nerve which is about orphan and stuff like that yeah that's quite a, that's a really good standout scene for me so so I kind of gone for three: Domino, Pussycular, and Vespa Lind. But I think they're all worthy in their own right, really. Definitely, and and yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I've got under my favourite Bond girl character list, I've actually got four, and that's Pussy Galore. Um, also, I've got Anya Amasova from Spy Who Loved Me. Yes, I just I think that that relationship with Bond is is just brilliant and and yeah kind of reminiscent of Vesper as well Vesper's kind of a an Anya Amasova and a Pussy Galore merge character and then yeah Onatov and then Vesper as well because I, I do I think she's brilliant Vesper I think that character is great um yeah and yeah and the way she the way she dies at the end is yes yeah, not you don't expect it at all um yeah yeah brilliant yeah, Anya, I forget about Anya, but Anya would probably be a third in a character's perspective because, again, same same thing. She gives as good as she gets against uh, Roger Morris Bond, which is, yeah. I prefer that, really. Um, okay, so next we're going to go on to villains. But before, just slight before that, we're going to do our best and worst, but we'll do our favourite villain death. Um, so I kind of threw this one in last minute um yeah as i messaged you but i'll so i'll quickly go first and see if you haven't thought of one yet uh, it might even be the same one as mine but my favorite uh villain death 
is absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I've gone for ridiculous rather than actually cool, um, which is live and let die. Uh, when Kananga gets shot with the shark bullet and inflates and bursts at the top on the ceiling. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 terrible, and it looks really bad, even for the time. Like there are other films in the seventies that pull off effects a lot better than that, but it's clearly just a balloon with a face painted on that blows up how they've got away with that i don't know but then it does follow up with another great one-liner which is <laughs> he always had an inflated opinion of himself <laughs> which is fucking gold to me that's just you know gold ticks everywhere um so yeah that was my that was my uh, favorite villain death um, oh, that the hypocrisy in that you need to go back and listen to your words in that in that episode because <laughs> why because well, i slated it yeah because if i was good that that would be my worst <laughs> villain death if if we, if that was a character a category definitely because <laughs> it just ah oh, you're like where the, who the fuck <laughs> thought of that was okay <laughs> Well, that's kind of why I like it, because it always stands out. If I think of a villain death, I think, I don't know why, love it or hate it. I think it's my favourite for probably for the wrong reasons, really. Yeah. But I think okay. it's fucking so, so bad, so funny. But the one-liner kind of, like, saves it for me. I think it's quite funny. Um, so what what did you get? Did you get anything down for this one? So um, 006's death in Goldeneye. Uh, okay. I I love that scene, um, and yeah, it's just it's it's one of the most sort of up close and personal and and physical fights to the death of of mm. Bond and Bond and Baddie. Um, yeah, I always I always remember that um, that scene. I think it's I think it's great. I love the whole sort of end fight bit and then kind of mugging each other off and really sort of hitting nerves and some of the comments that um, Alec Trevedon says to him around kind of all the women you've slept with making up for the ones you couldn't save and you know yeah. about the screams of the he talks about um, someone around vodka martinis have they silenced all the men you've killed and like he's just sort of really hitting nerves and then there's this physical fight at the end where they just you know they were they were partners but have so much hate for each other um and properly beat the shit out of each other as well like bond properly yeah. gets it doesn't he um and then yeah it's a brutal just hanging off the end and then he just falls then you just see him slam into the ground i think yeah. um and then the whole fucking satellite falls on him as well just yeah. to add yeah. insult to injury yeah yeah so that um yeah i think that's for me. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a better one than mine. Um, it's a bit more <laughs> of a personal one, I suppose, isn't it? It's a bit more of an actual epic ending, whereas mine is um, ridiculous. Uh, so that's probably good balance, I'd say. Um, good, yeah, yeah. So we'll go on to villains next, then, um, and we'll start with worst villain. I have a feeling we may agree on this, but I'm going to throw it to you first. Who have you got down as the worst modern villain? I don't think we are going to agree. Okay, interesting. Um, but but I think I I think I will agree with what you say. Okay. Um, I'm going with Blofeld in 
in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Terry Savalas, no. I okay. really, I really, really, really dislike Telly Savalas's portrayal of Blofeld. Um, in wow. in so many ways, it just it was it was probably the main reason I hated that film so much. I just I just didn't get it. I, there's so so many things. It just doesn't just doesn't add up. He's not he's not evil. He wants to be pardoned for crimes. He wants to be become like a, a noble or whatever. And he just like that's not that's not a baddie. Like are you pretending to be some kind of good guy? I just I hate him. Hated it. And he's got really. the whole earlobes thing, which I remember. He wants to cut his earlobes off or something. Yeah, he's lobbed, he's chopped a bit of his earlobe off because that's that runs in the family that he's trying to pretend he's part of. He holds his cigarette all fucking khaki in his stupid hands and he's not scary and he's not hard and he's not clever. He's just shit. And that's Blofeld. Don't, don't fuck up Blofeld. He's yeah. such an important character. Fuck off. <laughs> no, yeah, just, yeah. Obviously, I think I think you can tell that there's there's a lot of uh, yeah. Still, even you know these weeks and months on from watching and discussing that film, still rolls you up. Just really, yeah, it gets to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, my first counter argument would be the Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever is ten times worse. It's at, I mean, it's kind of actually. Well, think about it. It's kind of funny. But again, they destroyed Blofeld by this point. He's like dressing up as women. He's got clones. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? He's destroyed. He's dead. Um, but that's not how I've put. I've mm-hmm. put the thing, I, the the villain I think you think I've put, which is Dominic yeah. Green from yeah. Quantum of Solace. Um, most forgettable. I had to search him again. I just, in my head, it was like, it's the villain from Quantum, but I can't remember his name. If you're a villain in the film you need to either have a memorable look or a memorable name and it doesn't have any um it's just an absolute sleazeball middleman and i think even the franchise knows that because if you look at if you think back to specter um there's this really awkward point where is it in skyfall as well one of the is either skyfall or specter they do in the intro cutscenes. they do a retrospective of the Bond villains that have recently come through since Casino Royale. And they ignore Dominic Green. And they do that scene in Spectre where they have, they're in MI6 after it's been blown up. And you see pictures of Silva, you see pictures of Lashif, and you see pictures of uh, M as uh, Judy Dench. Dominic Green isn't there. And I just feel like it's the franchise saying, yeah, we know that he was just a shit character or not even worthwhile. And he's the main villain of that film. So... Um, you know, the fact that Bond doesn't even kill him as well um, yeah. is even worse. Um, yeah, it's just so, so, so forgettable, boring. Um, and it was always going to be there even before uh, we started watching them again. I would have said it was him. I'd have to Google his name again, but it would have to be him. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, totally agree. Just, just so dull, so forgettable. So boring awful um there's another one i think which is along this is on the same lines really but <clears throat> you, you know the the worsts of everything could probably fall into this film mm. but gustav graves from die another day as well yes good shout. Uh, just as a 
you hate the character, but not in the way that you should hate a Bond villain. You know, you should hate them because because of who they are, not just because they're a terribly, terribly written, scripted character that yeah. just dull to watch and is just an arse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I actually, in that film, I actually hate the actor because I think he's over-egging what his villain yeah. is. He's almost pantomime. So that's what it's like. It's hating him, knowing that he's trying to be really over the top. Uh, but yeah, that's a great shout as well. He is also absolutely fucking terrible. Um, and yeah, I forgot his name as well. So again, I think they're the, the worst bits is the fact you can't remember them. Definitely. Um, okay, so flip side again on that then. Um, best villain and why? Who have you got down for this one? Um same same villain as, <laughs> as, as, as <laughs> uh, Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Just the most iconic, brilliant villain. And I, I would say villain, probably. My favorite mm. villain of any any movie, any franchise. I just I just love him just think it's so so good so many other villains and have have so clearly been based on him in that character mm. um, in that film but yeah just i just think it's great yeah i think that's it's a great shout um i think it's just the way he's been built up as well so we've seen yeah well we haven't seen him we haven't we've heard of Bo, uh, blofeld and we've seen you know maybe his waist down from a lot of the films up until that point. So it's always that big reveal uh, that we get, which is kind of, is great when Donald Pleasance kind of sticks his head around, I think it's someone, one of his henchmen and goes, hello. And he's got the cat and he's got the scar over his eye and he's got no hair and, you know, so iconic that it's copied in Austin Powers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, so I've put, two and one of them was Blofeld as a character because he is the Joker to Bond's Batman um he will always that name will always be synonymous with Bond for me um although I, I mean I liked Teddy Savalas's performance as Blofeld it didn't bother me as much although there is ridiculous parts to it I think Blofeld in Diamonds is the worst one Christoph Waltz I think does really well as an actor but I think he's written poorly um yeah and i really hope that blofeld comes back as a character in future films maybe even the next one who knows um but yeah i, I would always put blofeld in the discussion of best film but that isn't who i've picked um this time around i've actually gone with silver from skyfall okay. because i love the connection that they had he has with bond kind of fighting for his approval of m um He's obviously, I would probably go as far to say he's the best actor that's played a Bond villain. He's so good. We mentioned about his entrance with that long shot where he just walks into frame from that sort of lift in the back of the room. Um, yeah, I, I think he's great. I don't think his death scene, we've argued this to death, but I don't think he gets killed off as good and as dramatic and epic as it could have been. But I think all of his backstory and his connection with M and then his almost you know his his therefore connection with Bond as well I think just makes him a really fleshed out and great character and that is a real big thing for that film uh, that works is having a, a great villain by its um, 
that fights against Bond. So yeah, I put Silver down for for best villain for me. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a great shout. It's he's a very considering it's a a relatively new new Bond film. It's he's definitely one of the mo- most memorable villains. Um, and really often. Yeah, the villain, the film is very much about him and it's very, very personal. And yeah, he's such a brilliant actor. That character is played perfectly by him, I think. Yeah, Yeah. definitely definitely agree with that. Nice. Okay, so I've just thought of something on the spot. And if we're struggling with it, then we can can leave it. But yeah, I was going to rank the actors playing Bond. And I think probably... We've you've always had this in your head anyway, but I'll go first with mine, and then perhaps throw it to you if if and when you're ready. Um, so Lays and B is always going to be the bottom for me. Um, I think I, I always thought before this I always held him quite high. Uh, I always felt bad for him because he did one Bond film, um, but actually, on Her Majesty's Secret Service wasn't as good as I remembered it, and and a lot of these special features I watched around it. It turns out he was a bit of a dickhead in real life. Um, and yeah, really gone off him. Uh, so Lazenby, then I would probably put, ooh, I'd probably put Brosnan. Um, then, because I got a newfound respect for Roger Moore after these. I really didn't like him before his films, but I kind of just respect them for what he's done and what the direction he put them in. So, I thought again, Lazenby, Brosnan, Moore, Dalton, Craig, Connery, I think would be my order. Connery would always be number one. He's the first one. He's the best one. He's got the best one lines, best look. And he had the DB5 and Goldfinger's, you know, amazing. He's got probably the most consistent great films as well, maybe. But yeah, that would be that would be my final order. Um what have you got down as your order? Managed to get it in just in time? Yeah, because because I've I've actually um I've actually done it mathematically. Okay, um, which is interesting because it's not it's not the order that I actually like the the portrayals of Bond. Right. So I've I've what I've done is I've I've done the average score across those actors. Um, okay. And so, in terms of that, Lazenby's at the bottom with a with a five because there's only one film and I hated it. Um, then Brosnan is after that with a seven, but if you take out Die Another Day, ah <laughs> uh, yeah, boost up. If you take out Die Another Day, he's then average of an eight, which would put him in number two place. Um, but anyway, he did die another day and it was shit and he has to pay the price. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so so based on the averages, average scores, it goes bottom to top, Lazenby, Brosnan, Moore, Dalton, Connery, Craig. Oh, so pretty much the same the whole way, just flipped Connery and Craig around. Okay, but, interesting. Yeah, but um, but I would say... So it's so hard. I would I would say my number one is Connery. Definitely agree. Yeah. He's he is Bond. It's, I I don't know. I can't I can't do it. I just I can't do it. 
I love Roger Moore. I think I think his portrayal of Bond is just it's just so great because it's just that different side of you know yeah. silly silly Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Brosnan because that was the Bond of our childhood. It was kind yeah. of our our first Bond. I think Craig is fantastic the way he's played where he's played the character and some of those films are are the top Bond films. I think it's amazing that the franchise has gone on so long and still producing 10 out of 10 films is mental. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, Connery number one and then yeah, Laser Beast <laughs> Bottom, then Dalton, then... Oh, poor Dalton. He's Dalton's great. I think he's brilliant, but hey. Yeah. Rosnan Moore Craig, the joint second, the god. That's fine. Sure, list. Do it as you like. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, right. So coming down to the last sort of topic, really, which is just the rankings of uh our film. So I thought we'd do our worst uh three Bond films first. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll go ahead with mine first. Um, so number th- my third worst. Bond film was Quantum of Solace pretty much discussed it already but it's just kind of forgettable bad villain, bad theme tune forgettable Bond girl anyway um, second worst was Moonraker um, Bond in Space is a no for me and should never happen again and I don't think it will but I, I kind of <laughs> I kind of hated the idea that the franchise were like oh look look at that Star Wars franchise over there they're doing really well let's copy it and send our guy into space like don't do that again just stay with stay in your lane and stick yeah. with it um but yeah number one die another day worst film by an absolute mile I, I really i think you know the hype we were both on thinking is it really that bad when we come to watch it and yeah it fucking is and maybe worse than we thought Even worse yeah. it's it was such a shame i was a big, really big part of me thought i maybe it is fine but no, it is, it's like really, really bad. One of the worst films ever, not just Bond, ever made. Um, so yeah, those were my bottom three. What have you got down as your worst? Yeah. Um, so yeah, third, third worst is, so actually my fourth worst is Quantum of Solace. Um, mentioned that, so it's definitely down there. Um, third worst, A View to a Kill. Yeah. Just, it's just shit, man. <clears throat> just is um then it's on her majesty's secret service just just did not get on with that film and i i am gonna i am gonna watch it again yeah i definitely am i think the um i think the opening the opening scene of wheels spinning on sand and him looking in the camera and saying with an aussie accent talking about the fact that there was a previous bond um the clothes they put him in the plot is odd um the villain is not good yeah anyway um yeah maybe, maybe i won't watch it again, <laughs> uh and then the worst is dying of the day yeah in every every single aspect it's yeah. it's unacceptable <laughs> yeah it's a real shocker of a it should have, i mean it should never have been released i mean the fact that they rebooted the film the franchise after it just says it all doesn't it it was yeah. like this is not going in the right direction um and then produces one of the better films so 
yeah yeah um 100 die another day is the worst um so we'll go on to our top 10 i say yeah. 10 because i want to Oh, we, we were going to do a five, but I kind of want to just shout about as many good Bond films as I can um, between us. So um, I'll go first then with my top 10. And boy, these films are so good. Um, right. Number 10 for your eyes only. Um, took me by surprise watching it this time around. It's so much better than I thought. Really good um, plot. Um and Bond is actually really likable in this. That's the one thing I took away from it. He's not that seedy. There's that young character in there that's kind of falling all over him. And he's just like, nah, you're right. Um, yeah. So he's quite likable in that. Uh, number nine is You Only Live Twice. Probably for obvious reasons. Love the volcano lair. We get to see Blofeld for the first time. But um, I hold it as a, a childhood favourite, but the fact that they made him Japanese is no, don't do that again, please. I mean, you could never get away with that nowadays, but Hey, yeah. this is quite funny. Um, number eight is living daylights. Again, Dalton really surprised me this, this run around of uh, his watching his films. This one took me by surprise is just how good a film, an action film it is on its own and not just bond. Um, definitely one uh, surprise one. I didn't think would be in my top 10, to be honest. Um, this is probably going to shock you, but number seven is Goldeneye for me. Um, I know this is a high one for you, but I, yeah. it's it's a great childhood film. I um, I think it's it's still it's not that it's bad. Seven is still good. It's just that the films before it, I think, are just also brilliant as well. Um, it's yeah, I just remember Gold, uh, Bond in this is a bit of a lech early on, uh, which <laughs> put me off a bit. But everything else just works really well. Great villain, great hedgeman in on the top um actually the db5's in this as well just thinking is that chase where they he's chasing on a top yeah yeah um, yeah forget about that um yeah so that was number seven number six is skyfall which again is is not because it's bad it is amazing uh, there's just a few films in front of it that um pipped it to the post i think it's the ending which i won't go into too much but again i think felt it was kind of a bit of a bum note it could have been so much better and that would have put it higher. Um, number five is Dr. No. And that's purely because I think it's the first one. It's probably the Bond film I've watched the most because I've probably started trying to do a Bond <laughs> marathon so many times and I've always watched Dr. No and probably given up <laughs> because it's too intimidating a task. But Dr. No will always be there as a, as a favourite. Um, number four, Spy Who Loved Me. Um Easily Roger Moore's best one, best characters. The villain in this is actually quite good. Jaws, I think, is great. I know you hate him. Uh, and the theme is great as well. Um, number three uh, for me is was my first 10 out of 10. No, it wasn't. That's a lie. But it is a 10 out of 10. I didn't think I would give this film, but it's Licensed to Kill. I think it's fucking great. And I, I think the point that you made a point that always stuck with me, actually, that it's kind of this film does follow the action films of the time kind of making it more of an American action film, which I actually kind of agree with, but I think it makes it kind of stand out. And I love that he, the villain in this is great. Uh, I love the truck climax. I think that's brilliant. I love the fact that he's fighting between two Bond girls as well. One of them is the independent Bond girl and the other is the damsel in distress that just wants to be looked after. I think it's a really good dynamic. And Q turns up in the field, which is great. 
and he I think he dresses up as a Mexican um, with a with a gadget that's a broom that is a walkie-talkie which is brilliant um, <laughs> number two <laughs> uh, that's why it's number three just purely that yeah, yeah. Um, number two is Goldfinger um, it, really this is a tie for number one it's purely based on the generational gap and I'll say what my number one is in a minute but Goldfinger is just the blueprint for Bond DB5, Goldfinger as a villain, Odd Job as a henchman, Pussy Galore as Bongo, you know, rattling off the fact that I know all the names because they're all so bloody memorable. Um, really good plot. And I think it's a plot that I think you mentioned as well is revisited in later films, but looked at slightly from a different angle. Um, but yeah, iconic. And just probably the film that put Bond so popular um, after this film, I imagine when it came out in the 60s that just made it so so good um and then number one casino royale um i think it's i love an origin story as it is so to kind of bring it all the way back after the shit show of dying of the day dying of the day which ironically is the worst film i've put the next film is the absolute best for me um so nervous that daniel craig was stepping in as a blonde Bond, which in hindsight is the most pathetic thing I thought at the time. <laughs> um, but he just made it his own and is absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, that is my top 10. Throw it to you then, Tom. What have you got? Okay. Okay. Out of interest, what was number 11? What didn't quite make it? So you're going to hate me, but yeah. number 11 is on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Whoa. Yeah. I, th- I think that film, just very quick, but that film for me is... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed that it could have been so good. Like the ending is great. Uh, but, you know, the cliffhanger of Bond doesn't win at the end. His wife gets shot. I think that's so good. They just don't revisit it later on. But there's so much other stuff that isn't that doesn't work. It could have been so much better. But yeah, that's my number. Yeah. OK, um, my number 10 is Dr. No and I'm very, I'm very glad that this has has stayed up there and stayed in the top ten. Um, yeah, it's what is the film that that started it all. Um, yeah. Then number nine is Living Daylights. Yeah, nice. Which again, very much surprised me. Um, wasn't expecting to, just wasn't expecting that film to be the film that that it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, number eight is for your eyes only. Um, up in your top ten as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Um. And then number seven, you only live twice. And those those two are are the two that I just destroyed the VHS as a kid watching over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, absolutely love them. <clears throat> they're both um, great like sunday afternoon films aren't they yeah they're brilliant they're both just proper just just had a roast dinner watching <laughs> yeah watch watch a bond film it's got to be one of those two um number six is the same as you skyfall yeah um, nice yeah i think it's i think it's brilliant um yeah it's yeah the 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 theme tune's great the the storyline the the whole m m thing um and yeah like you said one of the one of the very best baddies villains in in a bond number five then into the top five man with a golden gun (laughs) fucking hell here we go this is where it gets choppy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Um, yeah 
Man with a Golden Gun. I love it. I think it's I think it's brilliant. It's the oh. first it's the first Bond film where it gets personal, and and he's just he's just such a brilliant actor. Nick Knack's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's just great. It's I will great. say I think you're enthusiasm for the more ones has rubbed off on me watching these uh, again because i i always before this was like roger moore's shit is so bad blah 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 but like you kind of just got a well i have at least i've just thought you know what it's his personal stamp on it and a lot of the films of his i've put slightly higher i've only got two of his in my top 10 but actually they are much better than i remembered it but yeah sorry take over yeah. but yeah i think um yeah man with the golden gun it's just such a it's just such a classic bond film it's it's one of the ones if, if you had to just you know rattle off five bond films so many people would say man with the golden gun um and i think it deserves that so number four is is what we um what we didn't actually reveal our rating last time number four is a 10 out of 10 spectre that's insane. Insane to me. I can't believe it's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's just... It's it's a modern-day proper Bond film. It's like Man... Not, it's not like Man with the Gold Gun. It's <laughs> like You Only Live Twice. It's like For Your Eyes Only. It's It's got all the elements. It's, it's a Bond film. It's got every box is ticked but it's modern and it's cool. It's the coolest fucking film I've ever seen. It still is. Um, <laughs> it's just great. I love it. It's, it is a, it's a Sunday afternoon Bond film, but modern and filmed spectacularly and it's brilliant and I love it. Um, nice. Number three is Casino Royale. Nice. Um, kind of the, of the good Craig films are kind of quite different to Spectre. Um, you're right. I loved, I loved the origins thing. I didn't maybe quite get that the first time I watched it. I don't know. It's grown on me every time I watch it. I think it's better and better. Um, yeah. Definitely. Number two, same as yours, Goldfinger. Um, it's it's hard to not say it's the best Bond film. It's it's really hard to not put that number one. It's it's iconic. It's got everything that is Bond, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I almost feel it should be number one, but my number one is Goldeneye. It, it, I knew it had gold in it. It had to have gold in it. Um, <laughs> it had to have gold in it. Goldeneye, for me, I've seen it so many times. It's, it's such an enjoyable film to watch. Um, it's, it's another one that actually it doesn't age for me and there's so much in it that I feel could really age badly, but it, yeah. it just hasn't. It just hasn't. Um, Boris, I think is a great character. I love, I love the fact that he's up against another double O agent. I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. It's got my favorite hench woman. It's got my favorite bond girl in the same person as on I think she's just, just great. It's, it's jet setty. It's all over the place. Um, the computer game is is yeah. my favorite computer game of all time. Um, I can almost recite the film word for word. 
it's it's got the DB5 in it. It's got it's um I just love it. I think I think Natalia is another Bond girl. I like her. I think she, of all the damsels in distress, I think she's the best one. Um, not that that's the the best of the female characters in Bond. Mm, yeah. um, you know, you've got Judy Dench comes into this film as M. Um, it's yeah, Hugh Branch, the gadgets. This it's just yeah, love it. Is this is this the one where the Hugh Branch scene is quite fun as well? Yeah, that there's so I, I agree. Gold Knight is just like it sounds like for you it's more of a personal one whereas goldfinger yeah. perhaps is they've got the full package and all that stuff but yeah there's so much to golden eye that is brilliant yeah there's um yeah the q branch is the one where <laughs> yeah yeah it's coming it's coming back to me now um there's a guy in a leg cast um and <laughs> it's like a fucking massive rocket launcher his leg just turns into a rocket launcher um and there's a scene that always sticks with me and it just makes me piss myself every time I see it, is they're in the Q branch and it's one of the guys in the lab coat. So he knows what all this shit is, but he gets into the phone box to make a phone call, which then turns into a massive airbag. And then later on, he gets wheeled off and he's still in it. And it's like, it's a couple of minutes later and he's still in like, can you get me out? It's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit Austin Powersy maybe, but. It's just brilliant. No, yeah, so it's just such a great film. Well, that's it. So we've gone through the whole bloody 24 films and our roundup as well. So it's been great doing this. Um, thanks for sharing your inputs on all those categories. Um, I can see you wiping the tears away. It's quite an emotional yeah. moment. Um, but yeah, we, we'll definitely come back and do uh, No Time to Die when that comes out. I think we'll probably get absolutely wrecked and watch that because it's three yeah. hours long. We might not even stay up that late, but who knows? Yeah. Um, but we'll, have if, some, uh, we'll have some vodka martinis, I think. That's... Oh, mate. I think we might tux it up as well. Fuck it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe if we get the time to, we'll, we'll perhaps look at the unofficial Bond films as well. I know you've been a keen advocate to uh for never say never again which i've never seen i've been a loyalist uh to the official one so maybe we'll do that at some point as well if we get the chance but uh thanks again for doing this whole marathon it's been good it's been great fun it's been a good laugh um and i'll speak to you next time yeah been great thank you very much no worries cheers Cheers. mate bye-bye